Welcome to the Work-Life Brilliance Podcast with executive coach and best-selling author, Denise Renee Green. Denise fills each episode with humor, compassion, knowledge, and pragmatism to help you transform your life. Listen in and learn how you can tame your brain, lower your stress, and become the person you were born to be. Hello, amazing people. Welcome back to the Work-Life Brilliance Podcast. I'm your host, Denise Renee Green. And today, against my better judgment, we're going to talk about my lessons from online dating. I can't believe I'm going to be talking about this. Uh, This is not something I talk about with clients, but I believe it is the perfect follow-up to episodes about upgrading your thoughts and your relationships. So I have learned that every facet of our lives provides opportunity for personal growth, whether it's a difficult boss or a colleague, parenting, uh, your relatives, your friends, sitting in traffic, illness, they all give us a chance to examine our thoughts, beliefs, emotions, and if we choose, to upgrade them to get better results, to grow. So I had a very unexpected spiritual tutor in online dating. I don't know if there is any experience that has more possibility to put our brain in a threat state than dating. There's so many opportunities for rejection and being misunderstood or unappreciated. Before I get into this, let me give you just a little bit of background. I was with the same person from my junior year in college to age 42. We were together 19 years and married 15 of those. So my beliefs at the time I was married included, well, I loved being married. I loved the security, predictability, stability, partnership. I loved... I believed that love would conquer any relationship challenge. Now, my beliefs about dating was it was terrifying to even think about, exhausting, a waste of time, unpredictable in a bad way. And even the thought of online dating seemed scary, chaotic, and overwhelming. How could you ever really get to know someone without meeting them? Now, recall that beliefs are just thoughts we repeat and decide to make true. We need to decide how well those beliefs are working for us. And if you're married and want to stay that way, those beliefs that I had were pretty effective. But if you're single, maybe not. When you're single, these beliefs that, you, that I had will produce anxiety, trepidation, doubt, dread, and it's probably going to keep you in the house um, and avoid dating at all. So after my divorce, my confidence was shot. I felt like a failure. And it didn't help that I was really sick with Lyme disease and mold poisoning. So I hibernated for about a year. When I finally decided it was time to come out of my cave and meet new people, I delegated the right to choose my dates to a dating service, like the ones you read about in airline magazines. Yes, I paid somebody money to send me on blind dates. So they would choose my date, tell me very little about him, and what they did tell me ended up to be really overly exaggerated, emphasizing positive qualities that might not have been there. I would have no chance to converse with this person. I would have no photo. I'd get dressed up, carve out time out of my busy schedule, only to find that I was sitting across from someone I had zero chemistry with, or worse, someone who I wouldn't even want to be friends with. One man, as a way of introducing himself, talked nonstop for 15 minutes, giving giving me his resume. Nothing personal, just all of his business successes. He didn't ask me a single question, yet in a debrief with our matchmaker, he told her that he thought I might be the one, as in wife number three. I was not flattered. I was kind of creeped out. Love at first sight is not based on reality. You have no idea who that person really is. It's based on hormones and hope. You are in love with a figment of your brain's imagination and under the spell of dopamine. 
you know that the brain is motivated by pain and pleasure. And that experience was so painful, I decided online dating had to be better. At least then I'd have a visual and a little summary of somebody, and I could always have a conversation with them on the phone and get a sense of them before signing on to actually spend time with them instead of quality time with my friends or myself. So while I was delving into new territory, I cared, carried with me at least three beliefs that would be a problem. The first one was, if it's good on paper, that means if, if we seem like a good match because we have so many things in common, we can make it work. With care and conversation, we can make it work. Second belief that got in my way was, people are who they present, present themselves to be. And the third belief was, I need a life partner soon. These thoughts led me to meet and fall hard for a person who was a great match on paper, but a terrible match energetically. He was very complimentary and charming initially, and then after that it was all about games to keep me in place. He would use judgmental tone and language with me, and when I told him it didn't feel good, he'd tell me that I just needed to hear the truth and he was trying to help. He never apologized. He was always right. He would cancel dates at the last minute, take days, respond to a text, and I put up with all of this because I was smitten and I had those beliefs that I just told you about. I also believed he was who he said he was in his profile, even though he was showing me again and again and again that he was not authentically confident and he did not have the qualifications that he had written about. It took me about two months, which isn't that bad, but it took me about two months to realize I was under my own spell. I found myself worth again and without drama, I cut the ties. So that was a really important experience for me because it shifted my context and I gained some new, more helpful beliefs. So here's a list of these beliefs. The first one was, there are a lot of people out there who have not grown up and shaken off their demons and I can't fix them and I don't want to date them. Second belief was, if it's not easy in the beginning, it never will be. Third, I am capable of seeing people for who they really are and accepting it. Next one, I am clear about my deal breakers, and I'll tell you what some of those are in a little bit. Next one, I am in no rush to find the one. The universe will present us to each other when the time is right. My sixth belief that I came to was that online dating makes the world smaller, and I meet fantastic people I would never have encountered otherwise. Seven, I will not enter into a relationship that feels bad, and I will not force the relationship. I will not make someone into something they are not. Eight, I will not play games. I will be myself, my honest, warm, hugging, authentic, responsive, respectful self, and if it's too much for them, that's okay. I will take nothing personally. And the last belief, I will honor my deal breakers when it comes to a life partner. For example, he must be single. And for me, that means not even separated. I want you have to be either divorced or completely single. He has to be kind. He has to be conscientious. He has to be intelligent, fun. He has to love what he does for a living. He has to be on a path to self-development. I want to talk about the books we're reading, the programs we're attending. And he can't want to have a baby because I'm done. So those are what I know my deal breakers are. Now, can I have friends with people that might break those rules? a couple of them. Um, but I know that these are core to who I need to be. When my best friend decided to get back onto online dating after uh, several years off of it, I suggested that this time she use it as a Buddhist practice in non-attachment. She tells me all the time that that 
phrase and that advice has made a huge shift in her approach. Now, instead of complaining about someone canceling or disappearing from a communication or presenting as a control freak with a possible personality disorder, we can talk about it with lightness and with laughter and gratitude that she found out early. Now, you don't have to date to learn these things. You can test this out with the people in your life already. Where are you in a fairy tale or a dungeon created by your own thoughts? Who are you trying to change or wishing would change? What relationships or job or groups are you clinging to even though they aren't easy and don't pass your deal breaker test? How are you trying to please by being someone you don't want to be? And how are you making yourself smaller or bigger in order to compensate? So I have a suggestion for how to go about today. What if today you act as if every encounter was an opportunity to connect and grow? How would you interact with colleagues, with the cashier at the grocery store, the person standing in line with you, the person on the corner asking for help? How will you bring authentic kindness to their day? How will you avoid judgment and trying to change people and instead become accepting and curious about why they are who they are? Thank you for listening. Please come back next time for another episode of Work-Life Brilliance when I talk about something not related to online dating. Sending you love and light. Thanks for listening to Work-Life Brilliance. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at iTunes.